Welcome to DT Madness, episode 49, March 5th, 2023. So glad you could make it. been uh, growing my beard for all of this year. I have not trimmed it so far. Still struggling with those five LBs, um, but uh, the blueberry scone keeping me at bay. Almost trimmed the beard this morning, though. Almost took it back to its normal level, which apparently my mom would be glad about. She mentioned it to me and apparently to my daughter. That's right. I heard, but I didn't. And I have no idea why I'm telling you this, except for it's kind of what I do here on The Madness. So speaking of that, last week, the week kind of started off with uh, my efforts at picking up trash along the side of the road. Something that I enjoy doing from time to time. Uh, I like to keep my road, Ball Avenue, fairly clean from the stuff that gets tossed out or dropped out along the way, and um, I went ahead and did the bigger project on Homestead Avenue, where a lot of, apparently, people just like to throw their stuff out right there. I, I'm not sure why that area collects so much, but uh, I do enjoy doing it. I like to put my earbuds in and blast some tunes while I'm working with my little, what do you call that, the grabber? I got a nice grabber and um, some some trash bags and one hand and I, I I filled up four trash bags full of trash along the way. Common themes were were definitely beer bottles. Um, not going to be much in the way of IPA and things like that. Mostly Bush Light and and such as that. There were a ton. Like I mean. I bet 12 or 13 of these little bottles that was like apple bootlegger. I mean, it was 12%. So it's like a strong wine. I don't know, like just a shot of it too. So I don't know who's drinking those and tossing them out. Probably those dang kids again. You know, I can't judge too much. Back in the day, we drank Boone's Farm when we could get our hands on it which wasn't too difficult going to Edmondson's mini mart. Um, Just a lot of fast food type trash as well. Uh, Water bottles, masks from pandemic wear and all that kind of stuff was around, but I did pick up, it probably took me a couple hours, maybe three hours and uh, didn't get too angry at the people speeding by too often, maybe a few times. And uh, turns out, I I ended up having to walk back to the house um, to get one more extra trash bag. I didn't want to leave the job half done. And so I walked, I don't know, half mile back to the house and then back to finish the job. And then on the way, after I stacked the four bags up, on the way back, I saw a Sundrop bottle. I mean, was it thrown out in the meantime? Because I don't think I would have missed it. But either way. Um, I didn't want to leave it. I didn't want to pick it up with my hands. You guys know I'm kind of germy 
phobic and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, I just grabbed it with my grabber, you know, hand clenched on the trigger and carried it the half mile back to the house and tossed it into my own trash can. It would have been a lot easier just to pick it up with my hand or something or just leave it, I guess. Um, but that was, that was what I did. I, it does make me feel really glad now to drive to school and to notice that curve. Um, I'm not on Instagram at this moment or on Facebook. And so I did not publish any of those pictures, just did it just to do it. Um, some of the things that I thought about while I was picking up the trash and have been thinking about is, is just dealing with my, dealing with my relationship with, with my kids. And that isn't a bad thing. That's always something that I'm, uh, contemplating. And at this, in this stage, in this era that we're in with three full on teenagers, one in college, one driving and one about to be 14, um, I begin to think about letting them be who they are. There's a great quote from uh, Marilyn uh, Williams. Uh, nope, that's the person trying to run for president against Biden. Marilyn Robinson, who uh, wrote Gilead and uh, Home and Lila and Jack, among other things. But uh, one of the quotes she talks about is how existence is just the most extraordinary thing. And, and, I have quotes like that around and I always tell the kids that and I, I mean it, but there is this idea of, of shaping, you know, and parenting and shepherding that we have been, Sarah and I have been involved in now for, you know, 19 years. And now we kind of approach this time where in some ways the shaping is, is, is done you know, and in some ways, and now we have to go into this kind of releasing and holding, you know, the, the holding being, you know, I want them to know that we're here and we're always here, but we have to release them to let them be who they are. And, uh, just, it's, that's an okay thing for me in most ways. I still like to clench my fists sometimes and try to hang on, but in most ways, it's okay for me to let them be who they are because I like I like them. I like who they are. I mean, they really don't have to do anything or be, you know, anything in particular. I just like that they exist, that they are. This one won't get too heavy, but I, I do have to say, like, after the last couple, you know, episodes of talking about my my inner child, so to speak, and trying to get back to relating to that kid when he was six, seven, eight years old. And, um, Les Mis was on the, the concert was on PBS, um, where they do it on the stage concert and, uh, during the fundraising, you know, times for PBS and, and, and the version that, uh, Valjean sings, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Valjean sings of bring him home, which is one of the most famous, um, songs. If you're not familiar with Les Mis, if you're not, you really should be. It's it's phenomenal. It's, it's the best. Uh, I, I love Hamilton. Hamilton is great. Phantom is, is, is really good. And, um, you know, but Les Mis is, there's just nothing quite like it. I, I do. I should read the book. I think I will. Uh, maybe if my friend Matthew will let me borrow it. Um, but bring him home, send me to tears and it, and it will, 
do that anyway because it's just such a beautiful song. But instead of instead of me considering Valjean, you know, singing it about um, Marius, it was it was me, old me, now me, singing it to then me, you know, to my little kid. Bring him home. Bring him peace. Um, anyway, listen to the words and and maybe think about think about your own older self. I, I got to do a podcast with Nolte Manning um, at Gardner Webb. It, they're doing a, a full on podcast in a couple in a couple days in order to begin to promote Webstock, the second annual Webstock, which is an event that is held between Gardner Webb and Boiling Springs right there in Main Street. And, um, you know, we got we got the beverage garden. We got arts and crafts. We got, you know, vendors out selling their wares as well as food trucks and a kid's thing and all this kind of stuff. And so it was, it was pretty cool. I couldn't be at the full podcast because I have a job where I teach in the morning. And so um, that's when they're doing it at 10 a.m. So Noel T let me come in and do some pre-recorded, like a pre-recorded, uh, what do you call it, like a PSA. Uh, but then he, we did like a Q&A session, which is really fun for me. I I really like that. I'm not good at small talk. I, I can I can do it. Like I can I can be involved in small talk as the mayor and things like this. And, you know, but only to a certain extent. And then I definitely run out of steam. But when people are just launching questions at me that are about meaningful things, I love it. It's like the puzzles that I love. I mean, I'm. I'm sitting here getting excited and, and, and moving my hands around right now. And, and, and so if you ever want to just come and pick my brain and ask me what I think about stuff, you know, random, you know, rapid fire kind of style. I love it. But I, I got to talk about, you know, how I did. I grew up on campus, literally grew up on campus. And so last year when this band called that one band opened up Webstock and I'm standing in the middle of main street, right in front of the snack shop, and they were playing Shakedown Street, and there weren't very many people out there yet. Um, I don't even think my family was out there yet. And, you know, I I got teary-eyed. I got teary-eyed because it was just all these things coming together growing up around here and now being the mayor and, and, and having this type of event in our town. Um, don't tell me this town ain't got no heart, you know? And so that was pretty cool. It was cool, too, to be on the podcast with Noel T. I got to hear a lot about his story. But also I got to wear those cool headphones and speaking to the big microphone and like with a mixing board and all that. And I mean, here I am just sitting in my nook, you know, holding up my iPhone uh, with my AirPods in. And uh, so to kind of taste what it was really like to be like on a for real podcast uh, production was pretty cool. To switch gears a little bit, you know, but this is just kind of the the week in my mind. Interesting to see what I will title this one once it's all done. We had a little brainstorm session with uh, Mr. Good and a couple of our couple of our students where we were just trying to think of ways that we could improve morale, I guess is, is the best way to say it. But there's just a lot of negativity, just a lot of angst. You know, I've talked about that a little bit. And so I just thought, well, what could we do? We kind of came up with this idea of, of, of kind of like having people embedded in the classes almost like a mafia that's what i call it you know the mafia kind of approach but like where you know we could keep our eyes out for things that are going great the things that are happening and and the students put it together caroline 
um, and Ella just put it right together and came up with this idea of these, basically I called them great job cards. And it's got, it's got like the crest charger on it. That's our logo. And, you know, uh, and, and it's like, you did an awesome thing. And, you know, if you see somebody else pass this card along and it's just a little, a little thing, but I, I, I don't think it needs to be anything more than that because people just like to be acknowledged. And this is a way to acknowledge and hopefully to continue and, and that they'll get passed on, you know? And so I'm just really proud of what they came up with and excited to see um, how those things get passed around this week and the coming weeks. Also have these two students, you know, like, um, how, how do I, how do I say it? I'm not going to, I'm not going to call out their names. I'll just call, you know, I'll call them Steven and, um, Andrew, they're actually both girls, but I'm trying to hide their names. And so, uh, they, they both are in situations where they're, they're basically homeless. And I don't know what you think goes on in public schools, but there's a whole bunch of different and disparate situations. Um, is disparate a word? Uh, but yeah, like these two people have totally different situations. They're from completely different backgrounds, different races, different, you know, uh, families and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and they both tend to want to work together, but this week we're doing project where you have to create your own town. And, uh, we'll just say what Steven was out for the day when we began this. And so Andrew had begun to do it on her own. And so, um, when when Steve got back, they they started to work together, and it's just like it's mild mannered. These both these people are just quiet people, but they're interacting with each other. And I know, I don't know if they know that I know, but I know what both of their situations are. And so, just to see the connection that they made, even if it's only very temporary, um. It really did like make me very, very happy. So um, that that's going to take me to a new section, and that is called Tea Time with Mara. And so we got a new jingle for that, and we may try to include this every now and then. But I mentioned in the last couple of weeks how. Um, you know, the the story is that that Gautama, as he's as he gains enlightenment, sitting under the Bodhi tree, and you know he kind of becomes the the Buddha, so to speak. Then his friend, I um, uh, can't remember, Anander, I think is his name. Um, he, he he's out there trying to protect him from Mara, who's like the god of darkness and deceit and and all this kind of stuff. And 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 yet Buddha says, "Don't worry about that. I want to invite him in. Invite him in for tea." And so this is tea time with Mara. Oh yeah, I like that. Uh, uh, so I just wanted to play it one more time. And, and I have to say that on the heels of talking to you about those two students and, and talking to you about those great job cards, I've mentioned about how I intend to go to the school board meeting the next time that they have it. And they have those, you know, you get to speak for three minutes before the meeting actually starts. And typically what has been the case is that people go up for those three minutes and they offer up their conspiracy theories. They offer up whatever, all these kinds of negative things. And so the whole thing just becomes a show 
an internet Facebook show really about how terrible our school system is. And I'm not exactly trying to go in and have a debate with any of those folks for a variety of reasons. Um, But, you know, I just want to go in and offer a different perspective. And, and so when I'm down at the river, I'm sitting on my rock and sometimes the, what I would like to say, you know, starts flooding and, and flowing through my head and, and I begin to rehearse it and think about what it's going to be like when I'm there. And, um, but then Mara showed up and Mara was like, Hey, you, you know, don't you want to taste the glory and see what it tastes like, you know, just like from, uh, from Nacho Libre. And, uh, that's, that's the thing is like, I want to kick that out right away. And I want to say, no, I'm not in this for my own self glorification. I'm not in this to get credit for myself. I think about, you know, the, the Bible verse that says, you know, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And, and yet instead I want to invite that part in for a time with T what, what, what's you up to trying to convince me that I should do this for glory. And, um, I want to begin to think about like what what part of me needs acknowledgement and what part of me craves that recognition and 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 maybe why and begin to explore what these what I might say are negative thoughts and and contrary thoughts to what I think is the way. Um, so yeah, I, I, I suppose I haven't had the full conversation with that, but I, I wanted to add this new segment in to to talk about ways that I struggle, to talk about ways that I am tempted by, by Mara and to have that good time tea. Oh yeah. And I'm pretty glad about that new um, music there. It's actually called good time. The, the music that is here for halftime is called division. And this one you are familiar with, and it is time for a little bit of a halftime break. I am definitely a regular at Hannah's. I got my coffee, my uh, coffee right here, and I think I'll just have a sip. Can you tell? I'm sure that you could hear there. I'm a swisher. Are you? How do you drink your coffee? That one's still a little bit hot, but I like the I like the swisher around some and get it. Uh, on the back of my tongue like that's where I enjoy it I think that when I used to drink the uh, IPAs as well like that's what I would want to do is get it back in the back is that the bitter I think that's been disproven that you just have certain taste buds in some places but I do enjoy the bitterness and I think that's what I like about swishing the coffee around but that's not what this halftime is about the halftime is about when I go to Hannah's and order my a coffee then a lot of times they'll say, I hope you have a good day. And I'll say, you too. But the last couple times, they have changed it up. And I wonder if they're trying to mess with me. But what they say is, I hope you enjoy. And I say, you too. But I don't hope they enjoy my coffee. You know. So I'm going to think about ways to start saying things where people have this automatic response. Um you know, like you too. And, or, Hey, I I don't know what I'm going to do. So if you got any ideas, let me know. I'd like to throw people off like they're throwing me off there. The word of the day the other day was contraton. And that is a capital K A H N apostrophe. This is the pronunciation 
So K-A-H-N, where the emphasis is, con, T-R-U-H, tra, T-A-H-N. Now the word is C-O-N-T-R-E-T-E-M-P-S. So it looks like contratemps, contratemps, if you do the pronunciation guide from Google. And it's an it's like about an embarrassing situation, which just fit very nicely. Look, I was mad. I was mad the other day at first my first period students. I've got two that just I think they I don't know they 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 like to think they're better than the the system or the rules or whatever. But anyway, anyway, I'm not trying to get mad again. But they were supposed to go to this meeting at 8:45, and I let them go at 8:41 so that they get there on time. Around 8:50 something. Um, the person that they were supposed to go see uh, called and said, are they here today? And I'm like, yeah, they left about 10 minutes ago. Now, so I'm going and walking around and making sure where, where they are. And I find them coming back in from the parking lot. So I'm angry and I wrote them up. Like I talked to them there and then I wrote them up and I don't write very many people up in 20 years. I don't write very many people up, but they were, they were AWOL. You know, they were out in the parking lot and I was a student. I know what's happening. And I, I will have to say to fast forward, this kind of makes me mad too, but their, their, their punishment was a redirect. They were told not to do it again and they promised that they would. And that was it. Like, so from the effort that I went through to fill out this, you know, paperwork type stuff on the old internet. Anyway, I was mad though, originally as I was writing them up and then I went to go use the bathroom. Well, the trash can was in front of the bathroom but the cleaning cart was in front of the girls' bathroom. So I'm like, okay, well, they're just, they put the trash can in front sometimes to let the floors dry after they clean them up. So I just kicked the trash can out the way and walked in. And I saw that somebody was in the first stall. And that's great. Like I saw somebody was in there. They had their, their I could see their Crocs under the things. I'm like, okay, good. So this is open. Somebody's in there. And I'm about to do my business there at the, at the old urinal. And the cleaning lady, Miss Kate, steps right out. She's like, hey, what you doing? I'm like, oh, God. So I luckily, I was not too far in the process, but that was definitely a contretemps, you know, if you know what I mean. At least I was less mad after uh, at those two students after my contretemps. All right, well, part two here, um, not a whole lot to say, but this gets into a little bit of a, a bit of headier subjects. And I, I guess I've been wrestling with stage two or step two of the 12 step program, um, which is ki- which is acknowledging the higher power. And I mean, I, I've I've studied. I'm I'm a highly spiritual guy. I have studied the the Bible. Um, I have read fairly extensively into Buddhism, um, but yeah, I, I've I know the Scripture. I do, and I, but but I'm I'm wrestling in, in with my own understanding of what the I am is, you know. So anyway, that's that's kind of the thing I'm I'm, I'm looking forward. To continuing is is seeking that surrender. Like I just was on my rock the other day, and the words that came out were, "I just, I just want to let go. I just want to let go. I want to surrender. I want to acknowledge my reliance on 
this higher power. Um, and and I'm I'm kind of working on manifesting and visualizing. I'm not much of a manifester or a visualizer. Um, but you know, last summer was freedom summer, uh, and this summer is going to be something very similar. Set your soul free summer, and that's what I'm visualizing. I, I got I got some tickets to a couple of fish shows. I'm going to go on to a, a pretty sweet road trip solo, like just just by myself as I am seeking to set my soul free. And 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 I'm almost like that's the that's the end goal is that particular road trip where. I want it to be a celebration. That's what I'm visualizing. That's what I'm manifesting. That 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 week where I'm on the road by myself will be the celebration from the work that I've been doing to I I just I don't want to live, you know, in in this fear. I don't want to live clenched up anymore. You know, I think sometimes we get lulled into thinking that this whole thing is like a TV show. I mean, kind of like kind of like the school board whole thing is that is that people get drawn in like this is some type of drama where we're actors and we kind of lose the humanity of it all. And in thinking about that, I, I, what came to my mind after seeing several of uh, several people sitting around the house, like every single person on his or her phone, to be fair, I was watching a bigger screen. I was watching Duke and Carolina. Um, and, but, but this is just something that I'm recognizing about myself as I am detoxing from constantly being drawn into Facebook and Instagram in particular, my hours of time on my phone are down by almost half. And I hope to, to drop those even lower, even though it counts my Apple music as time. And I think that's not right. But, but what came to my mind was this quote from Incredibles too. And it says the screen the screenslaver interrupts this program for an important announcement. Don't bother watching the rest. Elastigirl doesn't save the day. She only postpones her defeat. And while she postpones her defeat, you eat chips and watch her invert problems that you are too lazy to deal with. Superheroes are part of a brainless desire to replace true experience with simulation. You don't talk. You watch talk shows. You don't play games. You watch game shows, travel, relationships, risk. Every meaningful experience must be packaged and delivered to you to watch at a distance so that you can remain ever sheltered, ever passive, ever ravenous consumers who can't free themselves to rise from their couches, break a sweat, never anticipate a new life. You want superheroes to protect you and make yourselves ever more powerless in the process. Well, you tell yourselves you're being looked after that your inches from being served and your rights are being upheld so that the system can keep stealing from you, smiling at you all the while. So go ahead, send your supers to stop me. Grab your snacks, watch your screens, and see what happens. You are no longer in control. I am. Yeah, Incredibles too. Maybe doesn't get enough credit for being up there at the top of the list of Pixar. But I, I just have been contemplating i made this comment what were we watching maybe west wing but whatever it was we were watching the other day like i made this comment to my family i asked them if they ever thought that like if they ever felt like they're getting really close to having it all figured out and they just kind of looked at me like i was dumb 
and crazy, which is at least half true. Um, and they asked me what I do when I get there, and I'm like, well, I never quite get to the end. But I've just been thinking about life and what it is, like what it means to be a human. Nothing new here, nothing new. I'm not coming up with anything brown, great, groundbreaking, you know, or groundbreaking. But we, we suffer and we love. And, and all of this stuff we think we can distill somehow all the way down to something we can understand, something we can handle, maybe something that we can control. It, it's, a, it's a natural response to want to be able to, to, to shrink this whole thing of existence down. I mean, things like religion, the, the, all the institutions that we have, we try to make these snap judgments, and that becomes easier and easier and easier as you know, uh, uh, algorithms and, and increasingly AI will help us make these decisions for us, maybe while still uh, convincing us that we're the ones in control. But, but there's so much, you know, there's, there's philosophy and literature and science and, and tr- just trying to get to like, like backing up, you know, like that drone's eye view and watching humans. I, I've been watching this documentary on World War I, just men being thrown into, into the war zone where they become expendable, I don't think is the right word. I mean, this stuff's going on all over the world. It's going on in Russia and Ukraine now. But where you knew you were going in to the front and there was this larger larger goal, this larger purpose, and you were going to be a part of it. I don't know. I, I have, though. I, I've, I've lived so much of my life in fear, and I, I just don't want that anymore. I don't want that anymore. Now, my nervous system is programmed in that way, and so I don't have any delusions or illusions that it's going to undo itself right away. But I'm here for the work. I'm trying to see the the bigger picture. You know, I was sitting on the rock just this morning after walking the birch trail and I began to think about how at some point in time on that rock by that river, you know, on a Sunday morning maybe, there was a guy. No doubt at some point in the past 50 years ago, there was a guy that was sitting on that rock that was contemplating life and trying to understand you know, who who God is, who the I am is, what the higher power is. There was a there was a man, a forty five year old man maybe, sitting on that rock, just as I was. And I had this what sounds maybe like a crazy kind of realization that I am that guy. That I am a part of this whole thing. That that guy is a part of me. You could think about just in basic energy and atoms and and all that type of structure, but there is some type of spirit, some type of human spirit that that doesn't go away, doesn't evaporate. So I'm I'm, I'm trying to catch the wider angle. Think about the university, you know how how the the things that we study should be a part of one um one. One whole, I mean, university, and and begin to think about 
what it is that literature teaches us in history and science and math and philosophy, you know, and theology and, and how that has played out over time. It's why the arts are so, so important. But what do we do? We, we as humans, I mean, we contribute. It's what I want to do. I want to contribute. Small contributions. And it doesn't have to be changing the world, but it will. You know, ripples. We lament. We lament our individual actions. We lament our collective actions. And we tend to do a lot of that right now. We have a, a culture and a society that loves to lament our collective actions. And of course we should. Of course we should. There are things that should be dismantled. But in the end, we should not just be destroyers, but we should be builders. And so we can lament and we can we can repent. But that doesn't tarnish the, the humanity in us. We solve problems and, and no doubt create new ones. We exist. And I have to be honest here that when I was having this kind of burst of of thought the other night and writing all this down on my notebook. Uh, I wrote, we exist here, but my minor dyslexia, I guess, kicked in. And instead of exist, I wrote exits. I switched up the last two letters. And so on my notebook, it says we exits. And we exist. And we exits. (laughs) And we can try and run and hide and deflect and defend. And I surely do. I've been on the run for a long time, trying to avoid, trying to deflect. But that isn't the way. It it isn't even a way. It isn't a way that is possible. We exit. (laughs) You know, we exist. And so what? How do I translate this into my own culture? How do I translate all this into my own practices and relations? I suppose that's to be seen, but it's time for some spring cleaning. And I used to own a cleaning service, DT's cleaning service. So if you need some help with your spring cleaning, let me know, figuratively or literally. Well, this has been a Church of Six production brought to you by the Bucket of Life, which has been refreshed just today. Isaac doing the work. By the Wall of Belief. By the Magic Rock. By the Token of Hope. And by the Foundation Tower of Stone. I love you, Mama. Nothing divine is desperate. Don't forget to believe, y'all. And be live. Peace, my friends.